Hey guys. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Wait, Girl, wait. we got you we got to... thirty six we got thirty six okay, minutes. Okay. So. <laughs> Hey there, it's Trizzy and Leah, your hosts for the Ticket to Anywhere podcast. We created this travel podcast for you, who's just as obsessed with exploring the globe as we are. We each travel a different way and even have different work schedules, but every episode we aim to widen your worldview, inspire you to consider a destination near or far, or learn from others. With us, you can adventure from anywhere. Keep in touch with us on social media at Ticket to Anywhere Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Never miss an episode by subscribing to Ticket to Anywhere Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. And hit subscribe to follow our visual podcast on YouTube. Welcome back to the Ticket to Anywhere podcast. We're going to talk about international traveling during the pandemic. And this is an incredibly controversial topic right now because most believe we shouldn't be traveling anywhere, not even out of state, you know. But uh, we do believe there are responsible ways to do it. There are safe ways to do it. And we're here to tell you our experiences with that. Um, And we invite all of the controversy, actually drop all your comments, good or bad, in the comment section. Because we we understand that this is a hot topic and people shouldn't be traveling. Um, We did and we took every single precaution we could. So we're here to tell you what our experiences were like. On our travels, we went to three different places. Trizzy went to two of them alone. I went to one with her and a group of people. So we went to Playa del Carmen in Mexico, Dubai, and the Maldives. I think that's how you pronounce it. We're one of those people that even before the pandemic ever happened, we brought all these supplies. And we're going to start off by telling you what we packed. I brought extra mask, cloth mask, a surgical mask, and N95. My plan was to wear the N95s on the flights and then the surgical mask usually under my cloth mask or if my cloth mask has like a room to tuck the surgical mask in that's what i'll do as a filter sanitizing wipes um sanitizing sprays for me i like to bring um my own toilet seat covers don't ask me where i got them from it's a secret what about you leah i made a tiktok video on what i usually bring during covid19 to all my travels which i literally haven't traveled really once I went to Mexico, that's it in the past 12 months. So I bring hand sanitizer, hand wipes. Those are one. I bring Clorox wipes. I take them out of the can and I put them in like a baby wipe bag that I bought off of Amazon. I bring several different face masks, uh, whether they're the disposable masks or the um, reusable fancy masks that I have, the pretty ones that look nice. I bring the sanitizer spray, this two ounce sanitizer spray that I got at Target. You can use it to wipe door handles. You can use it to wipe down your seat. Recommendation is also bringing seat covers for the airplane. I did not have those this time around, but those are the five things I bring. I usually bring most of those when I'm traveling anyways, because people are dirty. Germs are dirty. Planes are dirty. Yep. General taxi cabs, like before that, did they even sanitize? No, no, probably hell sanitizing no. right now, but yeah, yo, they don't wash comforters in hotel rooms. Hot tip if y'all didn't know that, you do now. We brought our own bed sheets to places. Oh, <laughs> that's something I... that we started because of the you know of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's up to you. Uh, if you feel comfortable laying in the hotel rooms, uh, sheets, then do you. I 
don't think that they're not taking any precautions, so you should be safe. But just peace of mind for myself. If you usually travel and pack your clothes in like a travel cube, you can now use the pillowcase as you're, as you're packing like shirts, your socks, shorts, anything. Hot tip, put all your sheets and whatnot in a pillowcase. Another hot tip, if you don't want to travel with sheets, because I definitely do not, um, ask the hotel where are you going for a new set of sheets and say, oh, I spilled something on this. Just lie. It's okay. <laughs> spilled something on your sheets and ask them for a fresh, a fresh set. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah. Now we got the packing done. And then we're heading to the airport now. We're going to Cancun. We traveled to Cancun in October of 2020, um, right in the thick of things. We also only flew into Cancun and right away we took transportation down to Playa del Carmen. That was our final destination. It was a very special occasion. Um, otherwise, we would not have gone uh, well, you want to tell everyone what your requirements were to come on the trip. I told them get a COVID PCR test um, with a negative result prior to the flight. I said within a week should be fine. Mexico at that time did not require anybody to prove that. It was just peace of mind again because you never know what agent you're going to bump into that probably doesn't know the guidelines or like the restrictions and he or she is making something up. So it's just better to have that 100 and then we will drop in the current COVID 19 requirements for mexico we'll drop that link in the um show notes below to this date they still do not require a negative pcr test however however if you're coming back uh from mexico or from anywhere international into the u.s as of january 26 2021 you are required to show a negative PCR test result within 72 hours of departure. And reminder for all of those who live in California, the state government is pushing upon you to quarantine for 10 days by yourself without contact um, of, with anyone outside of your household um, if you leave the state of California. So if you leave the state of California, when you come back, even if you go to Las Vegas, right across the border, guess what? Nevada is a different state. So if you come back to California, you have to quarantine for 10 days by yourself. And we uh, definitely recommend everyone doing this because why would you want to be spreading COVID around anyway? Yeah, you can have fun, but you could do so safely and considerately. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we want to get into the specifics of the airport, um, LAX and the Cancun airport. So our experiences, and I just have a few things to say, everyone was required to wear a mask. Everyone was wearing a mask. That was great. There was no social distancing because everyone is trying to leave the country to go guess where? Mexico. So it was very hard for people to distance themselves from each other. Um, obviously our group all stuck together. We all tested negative. We were good to go, but, um, in the self check at, check in kiosks, no one wiping down the kiosks with Clorox afterwards. So we took that upon ourselves to wipe everything down afterwards, um, and to get out of there as quickly as we could because they don't have the proper sanitizing things in place to, um, where everyone's checking in. Also, I did see a few sanitizing stations, um, hand sanitizer stations throughout the airport as you're walking through, which is the biggest thing that I hope stays out of this 
global pandemic is that people are just cleaner and know how to uh, not cross contaminate and continuously wash their hands and just have better hygiene in general. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially the hand sanitizers that come out automatically, not the ones where you have to press yes. it yourself. Oh, 100%. Hopefully, hopefully. Or that people like carry hand sanitizer on them. I always carry hand sanitizer on me. So, yeah. Um, and then in the airline, uh, the airline was interesting. So, we flew United. We were all pretty much on the same flight. Super, mm-hmm. super strong sanitizing wipes, like a singular wipe in a packet, was given to every single person upon entry. They took away all the magazines and reading materials so that uh, no one could touch them. Everyone got individually wrapped snack packs and little bags. And in that came another sanitizing wipe. So now you have two sanitizing wipes on the flight. You were able to ask for as many sanitizing wipes as you wanted on your flight. Um, I actually still have three in my purse because I asked for extra. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Every seat was filled. They were not blocking off seats. There are some airlines that are blocking off seats. United, unfortunately, wasn't. Um, to be honest, there were a lot of nasty ass people coughing on that plane. Luckily I was sitting at least six feet away from every single one of them, but I'm telling people, I'm telling you, people were hawking up a lung and I'm like, Oh it was, my yeah. God. Oh my gosh. It's disgusting. <laughs> and um, then but- overhead bins, last point on the airline overhead bins, you were only allowed to use if you paid for seats that were not the lowest tier unbeknownst to myself. I booked the lowest of the low ticket so low that I had to pay for baggage. I hate paying for baggage, but even on my ticket, I'll see if I can find it. It literally in big block letters, no baggage allowed. Leah's ticket. Do not allow this woman to fly with free baggage. She got called out by a piece of paper. (laughs) Oh yeah. It was bad. It was bad. (laughs) So the air, the, the, and to be honest, I will be real with you. I had the worst anxiety I've ever had in years. And I would told Trizzy this the night before we flew, because I hadn't been on a plane in 10 months. The worst things that I probably got 30 minutes of sleep that night, I was stressed. And I don't really get anxiety like that. But I was stressed. Mm. I'm like, I can't sleep. I'm tired. I'm hungry. Because I was thinking about, oh, my gosh, like, people, nasty people can be in this plane. I'm gonna get so sick from this plane ride. I was Mm -hmm. nervous. Luckily, everything was fine. But I had high anxiety. So I'm just being real with you all. Like, yeah. Maybe if you're an extreme germaphobe, it's, it's not the best idea to fly. We came out of it unscathed. <laughs> There's some airlines that will offer the middle seats to be blocked off, but it comes at a premium cost. So once we got to the hotel in Playa del Carmen, we stayed at Ibero Star Quetzal. Originally, what we had planned was Ibero Star Tucan. And because Tucan was still closed, they moved all our reservations easily to Quetzal. They're sister, sister properties they, right, right next to each other. So exactly. They're attached. They're literally two resorts attached. One is like a more economy budget. They share, they share the same pool. They share the same buffets. They share the same beaches. Yep. They share the same. You could use all the amenities. It's just the rooms mm-hmm. that are different. So once we got there, they had this high tech temperature check, which was basically a big iPad, you see your face and then it will just like scan you, your body temperature. There's a hostess there. She told us to sanitize our feet or shoes. So they had, that was the first time I ever saw it because LA, they don't do that here. At the entry of any restaurants, shopping malls, they don't do that here. So basically it's just like this pad of water and soap where you just step on it. 
the bottom of your shoe, you step on it and it just cleans everything. For me, I feel like that was like another peace of mind that I needed. Even just a little gesture like that, if it makes a difference or not, it gave me peace of mind. Uh, you step on a mat and then you go ahead and dry it on the second mat. And the reason this is important for all those that don't think of it's like, what's a sanitizer mat it's going to do? If you step in dog poop and then you track that dog poop all throughout your room or the tile or the lobby and a little kid is on the floor and all of a sudden just wipes the floor where your dog poop was and then puts it in their mouth. Guess what? That kid's going to be sick. So these are why sanitizing mats are important. And they have them in almost every single business we entered in Mexico. Yeah. So three things when you entered the resort. They do a temperature check, you have to sanitize your shoes, and you have to put sanitizer on, and their contact tracing at the beginning. As we were going around the hotel, um, the staff all wore masks, which is great. Walking around the guests, I felt like our group of Americans was the only guest wearing masks. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, you can't wear a mask when you eat, so people had those pulled down, but even just like at the pool or going to the lobby, no one was wearing masks, and that made me real uncomfortable. Um, but it was my decision. It was our decision to go to Mexico. So, you know, just try to do as much as we could. Right. We were considerate of other people. We were trying yep. to give Americans a good name at that point. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. And then the hotel was booked at only 70% capacity. Yeah. Which I thought was still kind of a lot, but it didn't feel like it. So they were probably, since they just opened up maybe a week prior to when we uh, checked in, they probably didn't even hit that 70% capacity. But I think in general, if probably now it's like 70 and you could probably feel the 70%. Which was awesome because it, people like probably didn't even know that it opened back up and we already had this reservation from months prior. So it was really nice. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we actually didn't even know if it would be opened back up by the time we went. So yeah, um, that was really good. And then the pool, to be honest, no one really stayed six feet apart, but um, mm -hmm. we tried to stay apart away from people and that's the best yeah. we could do. That's how we had the whole jacuzzi all to ourselves because we were like, nobody's in there. We're going to go in there. So we went on a day tour to Chichen Itza, Ekbalam, and Cenote Exganche. It did take the full, uh, I think, 10 hours from us. And what I usually do on my trips, I like to get there when they open, not wake up when they open. I want to get there when they open. So this called for a 5 a.m. wake up time. Some had a hard time, but I assured them it's going to be worth it. So from Playa del Carmen to Chichen Itza, which was our first stop, the company we used was USA Transfers. And our driver, who was amazing, Michelle or Michael, uh, thank you so much. He wore a mask the whole time and he was very, very informative on um, the guidelines of Chichen Itza and Ekbalam. So he told us once we got to Chichen Itza, which was three hours, we got there 8.30. Masks are required even for photos. You can't even take it off. Tour guides are required and it costs like $50 um, per group. It's pretty cheap. If exactly. you're going to Chichen Itza now, it. you have to. Yeah, it is. Because if you don't get a tour guide, what are you going to know about Chichen Itza before you get there? What what you read on Wikipedia? Right. Or yeah. you learn it from an actual, you know, Mayan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there was this one time where we saw like... Um, these influencer foreigners or something, I, I don't know, but they were they were like hogging El, El, El Castillo and the big pyramid. And we were like, man, we're trying to take a photo. And so our tour guide 
went up to them. He not only ex- like asked for them to move aside, but he was like, can you put your mask on too? Mm-hmm. They were not yeah. wearing their mask. Some people don't no. listen. Just try and be as considerate, especially if you're in a different country. Um, FYI for Chichen Itza, there is a fee for any th- bringing in any camera or device larger than your phone. That fee mm-hmm. will always change. So we're not going to tell you the price. You can just look it up. But just yeah. know that even if you have a GoPro, um, they will charge you for that. And if you don't pay for it at the beginning because they give you a receipt, they're going to find you and they're going to ask you to pay for it. And one thing about Chichen Itza is that they limit their visitors per day to only 3,000. And they usually hit that max by like 1 p.m. So we got there early. We and maybe like a few other groups had the whole place to ourselves. So the tip is just get there early when they open. Cool. So Ekbalam, you wear a mask, but for photos, you could take it off. Um, we were there probably like around 1.30 p.m. And basically... No one was there. We had the whole cenote exconche to ourselves and ekbalam to ourselves. So that's Mexico for you guys. <laughs> and just FYI, guys. So I live with family. Uh, this is an extra expense to consider if you travel. I live with family. I live with people who are over 65. So I have to quarantine by myself when I come back from any trip. Extra expense to consider. Luckily, I was able to stay with Trizzy when I came back from Mexico. Four-day trip in Mexico, but then had to spend an extra six days quarantining at Trizzy's place. The reason we quarantined together is because we just came from the same trip, right? So we were Mm -hmm. around all the same people doing all the same things. But I was prepared to pay for a hostel in Los Angeles, which ran me $55 a night. Now, $55 times six nights, that's a little over $300. So in addition to, say, I spent one grand on this trip, I have to factor in another $300 plus to quarantine before I go to where I live with several other people. And that's because I'm being considerate. So make sure you factor that into your budget. I only stayed six days away because I tested negative. The second I tested negative, I go back to where I stay. But keep in mind, coronavirus symptoms can show up uh, 14 days later. So to be honest, what I probably did was not the smartest, but I tested again a week later, I got a negative. So I turned out to be okay. Like I said before, if it wasn't for these special occasions to me, I wouldn't have traveled this year. And I'm gonna start off with Dubai. They require 96 hours prior to departure, a negative COVID test, PCR. Cannot be at home, it has to be a PCR test. Once you get that result and you got a negative test, you have to print it out. Digital, showing it on your phone, that does not count. You have to print it out. And I flew with Emirates and um, they have testing sites for foreigners in Dubai. So since we had to fly to Maldives, Maldives required a 72 hour prior to departure negative test result. So they uh, gave us all the info that we needed to find a testing site in Dubai, which was the American Dubai Hospital. And it cost about like $40 USD per person. And they take credit card, so you don't have to use your cash. In my hotel at the Dubai Marina, shout out Crown Plaza, all the staffs were wearing masks. Uh, their pool, they're not handing out beach towels. And I think that's that could be a thing everywhere else. So you either have to prepare to pack your own beach towel or your pool towel or bring one of your towels from the hotel room. We also went on a uh, desert safari tour. Once we got to the desert, I think it was a pretty safe because it was outdoor area. And their tours right now, they're not packed. And they have a dinner buffet 
and a VIP where food will come to you. So it's up to you if you want to do the dinner buffet, if you're comfortable enough to grab and line up with people picking out on the same spoon, food, go for it. I did that. So after we were done with Dubai, we went to the Maldives. Like I said, 72 hours um, prior to departure, you need to prove a negative PCR test. Also along with the PCR test that you need, you need to fill out their health questionnaire form. I forgot what the website is, but I will link it. Um, you need to fill that out within 24 hours and then show them on your phone because it's just a QR code that they scan. Once we checked in, the staff directly told us you don't have to wear a mask. We want our guests to feel comfortable. The staff, everybody was wearing a mask. Everything is outdoor. The only time you're indoor is if you're inside your own room. Um, and if you decide to eat in a restaurant that's completely enclosed, but most of them had a beautiful dining outdoors with beach view. So I think okay. for the first two, three days, I was still wearing my mask regardless of what um, oh, yeah. the staff that's said. Good. So that was Maldives, a very beautiful place. Um, and honestly, like I think anywhere but America is cleaner <laughs> and safer. Flying back, we all encounter the, the post-travel anxiety. I know I did with every single flight. Your paranoia like heightens. I was really jet lagged when I came back and you know when you're jet lagged you don't get sleep so you feel weak and you're tired. One of the symptoms of COVID. So the thing that kind of sucked was that while we were gone um, that's when the boom of new cases started coming and then that's when the lockdown happened again in LA so we got back and I was trying to find a whole bunch of like COVID testing sites. It was hard finding a, a testing place given how yeah. everybody was getting sick from Thanksgivings and from other parties, Halloween and stuff. Coming back, I can only imagine. I mean, everyone, I feel like, gets sick from just traveling in general. Um, not necessarily because they're exposed to people who are sick, but just because lack of sleep, changing environments, especially if you're going from one weather to another, like you were coming back to winter in California, which really doesn't mean much, but... <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, and then just like the stress and anxiety of like maybe returning yeah. to work if you are not a fan of your job. <laughs> Those are just some of the stuff that I experienced post-travel during a pandemic, which is, you know, it leads to why like we don't encourage traveling during a pandemic. And we've mentioned this before, if it wasn't for the occasions, um, for this year that has already been planned, we wouldn't have traveled. Yeah, and I mean, like we said earlier, there's responsible ways to do it. Mm -hmm. um, you can cut back on your traveling, though. You could cut out trips that maybe, like, don't necessarily need to happen. You know, there's there's a lot of ways to do it responsibly, and we sure did, and we luckily, you know, tested negative every time we came back and took the proper precautions, but that that didn't come without taking the proper precautions, you know? You had a lot of good, like, general tips and advice to to wrap all the trips up regarding the pcr test is if you haven't gotten your results back don't continue to fly talk to the airlines see what they can do to help speed up the process right. um i didn't even think of it until recently because i saw some saw something trending on twitter and it said that this guy was flying to honolulu hawaii and I don't know how he got on the flight without a test result, but he got on the flight when he when he landed 
um, he still hasn't gotten his results. So he was hoping that by the time within, when he was in the air, he would get the results. He landed, didn't get the result, and was required to quarantine for 14 days. So maybe his trip was only like five days. So what do you do there? But that's like a consequence yeah. of flying too and not not going through all the precautions. But just remember, guys, like one of my favorite things as a bougie backpacker is talking about money and travel. So if you think like, oh, I'm going to go on this trip, but you can't make a rapid test work because you don't want to pay double the price or mm-hmm. you don't want to quarantine for 10, 14 days after you come back, like that all adds up. You know, yeah. we, we want you to be a responsible traveler. traveler. That's what we promote um but always keep keep that that money in mind and the time frame that you had like what if this guy that went to hawaii didn't have um he didn't have 14 days right you only have five days so what are you gonna do and then you're expected to work you're screwed you're expected to go be back at work in a week oh but you didn't bring your laptop with you so you can't even work remotely like you know oh and that was the other thing that i just remembered to pack your work stuff like if you work from home like bring your laptops and stuff ding 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 um but did you bring your laptop to to dubai and i did i did okay and i was hoping stranded in maldives but that didn't happen (laughs) (laughs) i was hoping to be stranded in the clear blue waters next to my infinity pool but that didn't happen it didn't happen (laughs) i was like womp womp (laughs) Um, (laughs) but yes, so a solution to that is if you, um, having gotten your results, you should consider doing multiple testing sites from like different companies, um, within whatever timeframe. And yeah, like Leah said, consider a rapid testing. Another tip that I have, and I mentioned it already in this episode, but premium seats is worth it. Um, premium seats, depending on the airlines, will give you the middle seat blocked off and it'll give you like you know more room a little bit more distant um, away from those nasty coffers sneezers that don't cover up that hacking up the longers (laughs) right yeah that's literally the exact sound we heard on united (laughs) yeah it was gross so that's why paying for premium seats or if you have it in your budget go for the business class in the first class as well be comfortable lie flat and enjoy your flight experience <laughs> from the tickets anywhere airlines <laughs> the last tip that i have and um it was it was a must when we were looking for flights Uh, Try to avoid layovers just because of the constant plane changes, cancellations, delays. From Maldives to LAX, um, there was no non-stops available, so we had to make a stop in Doha, which is in Qatar. And luckily, they they did not require any PCR test. So even if you're connecting, you have to make sure that that city requires it or doesn't require it. Awesome! Well, this was our episode on traveling internationally during the pandemic to Mexico, Dubai, and the Maldives. Um, Hopefully this gives you guys some peace of mind or some information. If you have any questions, Trizzy and I are always available to answer them. If you have any controversial comments or just comments in general, please drop them either on our YouTube channel or drop them on our Instagram. And uh, yeah, like we said, we don't necessarily encourage international travel during these times, but these were big life events that we did not want to miss and we did them safely. So 
Thank you for listening to International Travel during the pandemic. And we'll see you guys on the next episode.